G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. G'day, Frothers. Um, When I was listening back to this episode, I was kind of feeling like I was a bit cheated. I was like, where has Stephen Eugene Kuhn been? I'd lost a bit of influence and positive nourishment that I was getting from his wisdom online, particularly on Facebook. So I did a bit of investigating and found a little frother hack for you guys. If you go to someone's um, brand page, you can go to the following button, click on it, and there's a drop down to change the settings. And that works for groups as well. So you can switch it to see first. So I'm going to get Stephen Eugene Kuhn goodness for however long I need it for. And I think I'm going to apply that to the frothers that maybe I've um, lost a bit of touch with who have those kind of brand pages or even just brands and stuff as well. But anyway, Stephen Kuhn, he's one of those people who you feel like he's lived some lives. Like if I can get to, he's got a few years on me, but if I can get to his age and have the stories and the, the people and the experiences that he's had, I will be absolutely stoked. He's literally lived on his own terms, um, living by honesty, integrity, and transparency, which are kind of his three core principles. And something that I now revert back to on the reg if I need a reality check. He's a US Army veteran, and he takes us to some of the pivotal moments on the battlefield, which I'm super grateful for. He's advised some of the biggest names on the planet, and he's jammed out with worldly figures like Mick Jagger and Bill Clinton. Most importantly, He's an authentic character who's lived a frothy life full of frothers that have made him the supreme human that he is today. He spends his days living a life enterprise, aka he's the CEO of his own life. It makes total sense when he explains it in the podcast, and it's what has people around the world from all walks of life utterly captivated about how he lives it. You can feel his energy and sincerity in his voice. He's no bullshit, and he'll tell you straight to your face. This episode is like a giant bear hug from a giant man with an even gianter heart. And I realise that gianter isn't a word, but it's my fucking podcast, so whatever. But back to the point, I give you Stephen Eugene Kuhn. G'day, Stephen Kuhn, and welcome to Finding the Frothers podcast, mate. Finding the Frothers. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so... <laughs> So we met in Croatia on an island full of entrepreneurs. I'd say 130 frothers were on the island. I was there cutting about in my party shirt and sort of stubbies and party hat, hair out, a bit scruffy, designer stubble I call my beard, but it's probably, probably not. Um, you're a very well-dressed, clean cut, six foot four, 125 kilo, ex-military <laughs> Adonis, I'd say. Um, we'd say you have a rig of death, mate. Like very muscly dude. 
Um, and you even commented, you said, oh, we're a little bit of the odd couple when we hung out. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to paint that picture for the guys. Uh, and I'm super stoked to have you on the podcast to share your wisdom and tell us about how you get into that sort of peak energy space and, and really dominate uh, in everything that you do. I just want to begin by uh, talking a little bit about you being an advisor to some celebrities and some big politicians. Um, a few of those, and Andrea Bocelli, massive um, opera singer, uh, Mick Jagger, obviously everyone knows them. But I want to talk about one of the biggest frothers Australia has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy from Greece, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. probably one of the biggest, the most famous Australian frothers that have ever existed. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that and also touch on your hit um, methodology and, and that's how you connect with frothers. Right, right. Well, it's funny, you know, back a few, I think 2012 or 13, Olivia Newton-John was the seventh most recognized name in the world. Wow. So, I mean, she, she is a massive frother, like if not the queen frother, you know? So, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I met her through doing a favor from a friend, for a friend and he invited me down to Jupiter, Florida um, to, you know, look at a business that she and her husband wanted to bring to Europe. And I went down to the beach in West Palm beach and met her and her husband at the pool, which was sort of strange. I was in my swimming trunks. I didn't expect them to show up and they did. So it was good because we were both, um, you know, sort of demantled from our protective armor, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. sitting there, so sort of like in Croatia, sitting there sort of topless, well, me, not her, uh, topless, uh, <laughs> you know, meeting at the pool uh, with her husband, John, and we, we struck a deal and I ended up working with them to launch their company um, in six countries in Europe. And she came over and we had her, I had her in Budapest, I think three times, and we had her in Austria and Poland and Germany, uh, Belgium, UK. Uh, I forget where else, somewhere, oh, Czech Republic. And she came with us and was always on the stage, so we organized all that, and we basically built the business for them over here in Europe, my buddy and I. Um, so that was, that was a great time. So every time I go to, the, I go to Vegas, I, see her, I look at, you know, see her show. Um, she moved from Jupiter, Florida to Vegas about four years ago, so she's now in Vegas, and I sort of hang out with her. When, when she goes. Yeah, it's a, she's an amazing person, uh, resilient, uh, takes no shit at all. Um, you know, I mean, sound and lighting has to be, perfect even for just walking on stage and saying hello you know she's a perfectionist which goes to show why she's gone so far and done so many things amazing mate and i liked yeah. i like how you say you know it started out as a business um connection but now it's turned into you when you go to vegas you hang out and i feel like that vibe from croatia and the vibe i get with you as well is um you, you definitely the business is a big part of your life but you also when you connect with someone over business you really want to make sure that their their integrity lines up with you and and there's total alignment because otherwise it doesn't work well th that's the whole point that people forget about it business is a small aspect of what i call relational capital so i'm i i, I always say i'm investing in relational capital so when you invest in anything you're looking for interest you're looking for return but without expectation because sometimes you can't tell sometimes you're losing the market sometimes you win in the market right so this is how i i go about my life is that everyone i meet in my life enterprise is a stakeholder so you're, you're a stakeholder in my life enterprise you have an effect on me something that you do we talk about will change something that i otherwise wouldn't have done right so i treat this with respect and, and the way that i invest in everyone that i meet and investing means elevating helping, giving free advice, adding value where I can without expectation. And that's the whole trick about HIT, if we want to slide into that real quick, honesty, integrity, and transparency is the core values that I live by. What this does, we can explain it later, but what this does is it allows you to live without expectation. And people are like, well, that's nice. 
Well, no, it's amazing <laughs> because <laughs> if I'm not, if I don't have, ex- it is because, you know, people don't think about, well, Steve, that's nice, no expectation, but you got to have jobs and whatever. No, you either have no expectation or you verbalize it. And I'll just give you a few examples. When you, when you get up in the morning and your wife is downstairs, you feel guilty because you're still in bed maybe. What's she expecting of me? Should I, should I go down? Or you come home with flowers. Is she expecting something from you now? She, she thinks that you expect something from her. This, this, all this falls away, all of it. What's your boss saying? What's your mom saying? What's your dad saying? What do they expect of you? What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to do it? It all falls away. Why? Because you're operating from honesty and transparency. The byproduct of honesty and transparency with yourself is integrity. That integrity makes you authentic. That authenticity allows you to dictate your market value because you're not dependent on anyone at all. And that's so key that people understand that when you're free of expectations, you literally have like a third of your day more to think. Like your brain just suddenly is empty. You're like, wow, nothing to think about anymore. I guess I can be creative now. You're not reacting anymore. You're acting. It's just, it's incredible. It's amazing, mate. Yeah, yeah. I follow I follow you online and and watch a lot of your videos when you describe it more in depth. And I'm always learning. You mentioned uh, the routine. Uh, so, like, you know, you're up in bed. I know you're not up in bed while your wife is is downstairs. Um, you have something called Magic Mornings, uh, but I don't want to I don't want to divert you down there if that's not where you want to go. But what is the one routine that you do every day that has you frothing and and performing at your best? Well, you know, I, I like to say it's the magic mornings. Um, it's, uh, it's where I get up. I, I, I get up before everyone else and I uh, journal, meditate, uh, go through my affirmations and my intentions. Intentions are almost more important than affirmations. Affirmations are sort of like to support for the intentions. The intentions are connected to certainty and certainty is connected to it will happen, period. Or it is happening, sorry. The will has to fall away. It's happening now. Everything's in the now. Even tomorrow, when you get there, it's now. You know, yesterday when you were there, it was now. So, um, you know, when we talk about, when I talk about affirmations, I talk about, um, you know, visions and things, it's always right now. So even when I do, you know, my vision boards and I write a check to myself, it's dated now, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's always now. It's a, and and that's, my, that's my strongest moment of the day spiritually. But really, honestly, where I get the most power is when I go to the gym. So I go to the gym every day as well. And that's where I just, it's like I get launched in the magic morning, greet my family take them to school, blah, 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 blah. And then I go to the gym with my wife usually. And that's when the day explodes. Yeah. Wow. Awesome, mate. Yeah. 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 Um, I think everyone has their own thing that makes their day explode. For me, it's obviously having com- conversations with people like yourself. Um, right. But yeah, that's super powerful. And I think probably because your wife's there as well, it, it co- probably compounds yeah. that as well. It's amazing. It speaking does. Of, it does. Speaking yeah. of important um, people and you've, uh, you've heard about my, my sort of frothing process, and one of the frothers right. is your anchor frothers, which are people that you have access to uh, whenever you want and are really sort of cornerstone people in your life. Uh, did you want to give a shout out to, to some of your anchor frothers? Yeah, I'm Sven von Storch, uh, Beatrix von Storch, my brother Scott Kuhn. Um, you know, there's so many out there, but when it, when it comes to, um, like I have an inner froth and I have an outer froth. <laughs> okay, mate, I love <laughs> my, it. My, Expand it. <laughs> my, my, my inner froth is, I have a theory and, you know how when you, speak, when you speak to some people, you can really go deep. Like for some reason, there's a connection there and I call it that inner sort of dialogue where I allow you into my soul and you allow me into your soul and the deeper we allow each other. It's, it's like a metronome going left and right. As, as far as it goes to the left, as far as it goes to the right. The same thing with us is we allow each other into our souls. And that, that discussion, that frothing, if you will, uh, is something that you can't you can't duplicate unless it's real and it's authentic. And I have a friend in Berlin who's actually 
uh, from Chile, he's a German Chilean, who is the only person on the planet that goes deeper than anyone else I've ever met. So when we, when, when we sit, we literally, for 13 years now, since WhatsApp's been out, we, we text probably 20 times a day, every day, like forever. And this guy's a political head of, you know, some party. And uh, we're just, it's, it's incredible. So this is one of my massive sources for spirituality. Believe it or not, he's a politician, but he's super spiritual. Um, and then I have, of course, my twin brother, Scott, who uh, we've been connected since birth. And, you know, anything goes with him. You know, we can do talk about whatever we want. Just so many people out there, you know, I don't want to, I could go on and on and on, you know, so. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you can have as many anchor brothers as you want and the more yeah. the better, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, hook over into music because music's a huge part of my life and, and most people really. Uh, is there any music that you use? Maybe it's in the gym or at any other point during your day, which really gets you fired up. Yeah, well, in the gym, I actually listen to audiobooks. I, oh, okay, I, I yeah. listen to I, I usually listen to things like uh, the Inside Out Revolution or Joseph Murphy, Doctor Joseph Murphy. Uh, things like you know, things like that are for some people are boring, but what it does is it puts me in a trance. Because when I'm training, I don't think about um, the training. I think about contractions and I think about breathing and stuff. And this sort of this slow sort of you know monotone dialogue sort of keeps me focused that way. So that's why I listen to that. But my absolute favorite band is U2. Um, yep. there's, there's no U2 song that I don't love. <laughs> um, when I really, when I really want to get pumped up, it's a beautiful day. Obviously, you know, that's one of the ones if I, if I'm melancholy, I pull out Gordon Lightfoot, who's a Canadian, um, sort of folk singer. And he sings, uh, things like, um, sundown or the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald as sort of melancholy. Um, um, you know, the stones is always a good fallback. I actually, when I worked for Mick Jagger, I got to stand with him on stage while he sang my favorite songs. And I'll never forget it because I'm standing there on stage going, this is fucking incredible, man. Like, I'm living history. Like, this is, this is Mick Jagger in the Stones singing my favorite songs two feet from me on stage. <laughs> it's like, it blew me away. So, yeah, the Stones have a special place in my heart. Jagger was serenading you, mate. That's exactly what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not directly, but yeah. It was. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's classic. Yeah. Um, the next one is about the boundary frothers, which is just outside those anchor frothers. Um, and I think this will be really interesting because your network is, is very powerful. Um, so who would you say is someone who's just outside? No one's beyond your reach. You say that uh, you can make a phone call to anyone in the world if you, if you need to. Um, but who is someone just outside your boundary at the moment that you'd love to connect with and why? Uh, you know, I'm looking right now at, um, at widening my, my range. So this is, I, I, have, I have this theory because I invest in relational capital my entire life that I'm at a level where um, you know, all humans are connected in a way. So when, when I walk up to somebody, I don't feel intimidated or who's – like I, I walk up to George Bush and say, hey, George Bush, how you doing? You know, I don't say President Bush and I don't say George you know, or Mr. Bush. I say George Bush. This way it sort of disrupts them saying who the f- is using my whole name. You know, like no one does that. So this is how I sort of like break into, hey, George, what's how you doing? As in, look, man, we're all one sort of kind of thing. And it always works. It, it doesn't matter who you talk to. Um, so that's, that's one way to look at it. So I don't ever, I'm not a, in, intimidated. Now, I walked up to George, George Clinton. Actually, I wish I did meet George Clinton. Actually, it was, it was Bill Clinton. <laughs> and uh, Bill Clinton, uh, you felt him come into the room and my back was turned. Like, I didn't even know he was, it was like, okay, someone's here. And you turn around, there he was. That guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. that was a bit intimidating someone like that you know um i don't know it just had, he just had something like way over like he was supernatural or something it was really weird but if you if, if if i look at someone outside of my my 
my range, I guess you could say, from people that I have easy access to. It's hard to say, but I would think that what I'm tapping into recently is a lot of people. I'm sort of feeling my way in through the baby bathwater scene. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of people in there. There's a lot of people in there that are low key, and and I and I enjoy that. You know, I'm I'm definitely not low key. I'm I'm on stage. I'm on you know video and stuff like that. But these these guys like Jamie Waring or or uh, not not Waring Jamie um, Jamie Wheel guy. Yep, Jamie Wheel, Jamie Wheel. Uh, he's like this silent sort of oak tree that just you know is huge and just stands there and has his presence. That's someone that I like to get to know more of. You know, someone like Jamie because I think he's tapped into something that's the future. You know. Uh, when it comes to um, performance sort of thinking, I guess you could call it, uh, performance, high performance thinking, high performance um, human beings. I'd love to, to hear more about that. I know he's uh, on a different wavelength than me right now. Other than that, you know, this, I, like I said, I can reach anybody. I'm trying to get a hold of Joe Rogan right now. Um, actually, I just started yesterday. I want to get a hold of Joe Rogan because I think that my ayahuasca and San Pedro experiences will align with his mm-hmm. sort of thoughts. And I think it would be a great show to be on. Um, and look, there's sometimes some things you do for personal development, career development. And for instance, Joe Rogan is both right. Personal development and career development. And for instance, um, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, who's an American, I don't know if you know who Grant Cardone is, he's an American yep. multimillionaire. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he has a podcast as well. Um, probably going to land on that in uh, November if, if all goes well, that's professional development. Definitely right there. So, you know, it's always these when you're moving forward, you, you want to do both investment in relational capital and uh, for your business. So I, I can't really say this person 100%. I think Jamie's one of the ones that I'd really like to get because no one, no one really impresses me. Like I don't go, Oh man, that guy's amazing. I go, well, of course he is. Or that woman, of course she's amazing because she's a freaking human being, right? right. She's a yeah. spiritual being. You know what I mean? It's like everyone has the ability to be amazing and everyone is amazing in one way or the other. So when someone comes up to me and says, Oh my God, look at this person. I'm like, of course. And they can do much more, you know, it's like, <laughs> so for me, it's always about that presence, I guess. And Jamie had that. Most definitely. I think like that, that thought of, uh, when I mentioned frothers and stuff, I'm always talking that anyone can be a frother. Like it doesn't matter who they yep. are. There's no like grade. Cause as you say, we're all human beings. We've all right. got the power within. Um, and yeah, Jamie, I, mean, I, I think I told you it took me three days yeah. to get the balls to go and chat to the guy. <laughs> um, just because as you say, he's kind of like on this other level and I was yeah. a little bit intimidated in terms of being able to match it with dialogue um, because it's yeah. pretty flawless. <laughs> and, and, and that's, isn't it? He's like, he only says what needs to be said. So you feel like sometimes you're like a teenage girl just blabbering away, right? Like blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> he's like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, bum, correct. Bum. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like a precision. He's like a sniper. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. It's a, a verbal a, sniper, a verbal sniper. That's right, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm just, that's such a great way to describe him. Um, brilliant. I'm going to get him on this as well. I'm going to get him on, on here. Awesome, awesome, um, awesome. So one question I like to tap on is um, talk about uh, people who've passed away um, within your life or potentially celebrities and things like that that we still can draw inspiration from. Uh, is there any people who've passed away that uh, you still draw that inspiration from? Yeah, my grandfather, um, you know, Stanley Merle Coon, he was uh, a, a crazy guy. You know, when, when he, when we found, well, you know, he left society sometime, I don't know, in the 80s, went up to the mountains and was living in a cabin, had hair down to his waist and a beard down to his waist and, uh, you know, hunting and living off the land. And then he sort of got sick and we had to bring him back and they shaved everything off. And he was like, I guess, 80 and he looked like he was 50. I mean, this guy looked amazing. Wow. And, uh, well, unfortunately he died, but this guy, he, my grandfather was, was talking about things that are going on now back in the eighties. 
about what was going to happen in the world. And, you know, I was just always listening to him. And the thing about him that made everything special was his voice. Like, I don't know what it was, but the voice sort of had a vibration to it where it would mesmerize you and his stories would just take you away. And it's just, that's a, that's a guy that he's so wise. I think grandfathers are all wise. I don't know. And he's just someone who just took me away. Another one who I really take a lot of inspiration from and almost guilt inspiration is uh, my buddy, uh, young M Dillon, who, who died in my arms in Iraq uh, when I was in the war. And he was a guy who I had met and he was a Korean uh, guy. So he's very family oriented and not that all Koreans are, but they are more than America than Westerners. And we, we have these great conversations uh, in the chow line when we're waiting in the desert to get some food, um, which was usually just canned food. And we just have these great conversations about what we're going to do when we get back. And, you know, because people forget that when, when I went to Iraq, the first time I went in 1990, 1991, they expected 100,000 casualties on the American side. So everyone said there's five tanks of, of Iraq to every one tank that we have. So the first line is going to die. And I was in the first line. So we wrote our wills. Uh, we packed everything and I gave everything away. And I went to, went to war knowing that I wasn't coming back. So when we were there, we're like, you know what? We're going back. We're going to win this thing. And uh, we started talking and stuff. And then the next thing I know, he gets hit. I go up front to his track where he got hit and then hold him there. And he, you know, he died. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I, to that, since, you know, since that day, I, I sort of live a little bit for him. You know, when, when times get tough, I think about that. Uh, and I say, man, you know, <laughs> he wouldn't want this, you know, he wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want me to sit here and feel sorry for myself. So I, I, you know, I pull, I pull strength in him. There's another weird situation where I pull strength and I'll go through real quick. And that's also in Iraq. I was standing at a checkpoint after the ceasefire. And um, a little, this little girl was coming and she had her arms out to her sides like she was playing airplane. And there was a woman with her and they came up and she was wearing this pink dress. And I'm like, middle of the desert, this is weird. Outside of Basra, which is where there was war going on still. And uh, she was burned from head to toe and they had put this dress on her, I guess, to cover her up because she was completely, her clothes from before burned into her skin. I'm sorry to get so, so, so uh, detailed here. And so I, I didn't know what to do. So I brought her to the medics and I'm sitting there waiting. And when she came out, um, we weren't allowed to keep them at the checkpoint. We had to send them back into the desert by themselves. And I was like, man, this is horrible. This poor little girl, you know, like eight years old. And yeah, so um, I pulled butterscotch candy out of my grenade pocket. My aunt would send me these butterscotch. And I gave this little girl who's, who's burnt and probably lost everything in the middle of the desert a butterscotch candy. And she smiled. Right? And I was like, holy shit, man. You know, I have no reason ever to complain about anything ever again. So I think about her when I sit here and start being pissed off about because whatever, the bill didn't work out or the, you know, I didn't get this contract or whatever. I don't even think about that anymore. You know, it's like, no, not happening. You know, so yeah, I think about her too. I wish I could meet her. She was like eight years old. She's probably, you know, I don't know, 35, 40 right now. <laughs> Mate, that, yeah, yeah, anyway, thanks, sorry. Thanks I, I, I didn't mean to break off into that. But Mate, yeah, that's, anyway, that's so powerful. Thanks so much for sharing. I yeah. think adversity uh, fuels a lot of people, the most powerful people in the world. Uh, who achieved the most and there's certainly stories and um, I mean your grandfather as well like super influential in your life yeah love, lovely to hear that and thank, thanks so much for sharing um, sure. I guess your your optimism is something that's very very powerful as well and I really like I'd really like to ask you what is something in particular that you're frothing on about the future of the world from where we are now? Uh, a shift in vibration where the hate 
that we're breeding between each other, um, I, liberals and conservatives mostly. I sort of, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying the small fractions. I'm talking, you know, split it in the middle, all the way to the right, all the way to the left, both sides. There's some kind of conflict between us all, and it's all artificial. Mm-hmm. When people realize that these these arguments are just artificial and they're put in front of us, look, every person is the king of their own being or queen of their own being. So when we know that our thoughts are something that we control, then suddenly all this stuff on the outside has absolutely no meaning because I choose how I react to the outside influences. I choose it. No one can make me do anything unless I let them make me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when if I'm, I'm hoping that this revolution of, hey, man, what is this? This is a waste of time. It's diverting me from reality. It's diverting me from creating, creating a, a amazing, abundant life for myself. Why am I worrying about this stuff? This is just people being unhappy because this is what, you know, I guess people are pitting us against each other. And I have hope and I, you know, maybe it's, it's fruitless because our world is really messed up right now um, that people are going to start waking up. And I see it, you know, baby bathwater is an example. There's a lot of people there that are on a different level. There's people in my, in my circle of friends that sort of have drawn away from typical society and moved into another sort of a group of people where we work on things that are uh, probably more metaphysical than, than, than worldly, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, my hope is that we quit messing up our world. You know, I mean, look, this, this is all we got, man, you know, and honestly, well, what are we going to live? Maybe 80 years, a hundred years. You want to waste that time arguing about some stupid issue that has no meaning on history at all. You know, does it? I don't. Agree. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Yeah. This, this concept of waking up is, is huge. Um, and yeah, I've, yeah, seen a few of your adventures that you've gone on uh, in the past, and that's been a huge point uh, in your life to get you where you are today. And yeah, it's super inspirational. I'd, I'm definitely keen to explore many of the same things. Um, <laughs> if you could create a workshop, I love workshopping. I know you like the instant feedback as well uh, because that's how you iterate and you, you create better programming and better, um, better connections. If you could create one workshop, uh, what would the title be and what would the concept be? So one workshop that is culminating like the best that you could possibly give. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot. I think, um, I think it would definitely have to do with, um, plant medicine. The title would probably be, um, you know, something like, uh, the true potential in you, uh, you know, unleashing the true potential in you. Uh, I don't know, you know, something like that, because it's, it's just, once you, you know, you're talking about Peru when I went to Peru and I, you know, I do the ayahuasca in San Pedro and stuff. And what that does is when you go in to do ayahuasca, a lot of people do it for, for recreation. I do yeah. it because it dictates, it, it helps me dictate my reality. When we're, when we believe in something, like for instance, Benny, I want to go visit you in Australia. I believe I can do this, right? I believe I can afford to fly to see you in Australia, but when it's certain that I can fly there, it will happen. I don't have to believe anymore because it's past that. It's the certainty. And what Ayahuasca San Pedro does, when you go in with an intention and you work on yourself while you're working with the medicine, you turn all of your wishes and your dreams and your thoughts and your wants and your beliefs into certainty. And then suddenly they're not in your mind anymore because they, they, they absolutely are. And if I can bring this to, and I'm doing it in, again in May actually, May 2nd to the 12th, 3rd to the 13th, another group of people were going to Peru and we're going to do exactly that. Um, and uh, it's it's... It's, I brought two people this time just to test it, and I, I barely touched them as far as guidance, just let them go in the way, just gave some tips and stuff, and their lives are completely different, completely high-end performance, 
you know, productive. It's incredible with ease, with total ease. And, and so that's what I want to do. Because I think, you know, we are scared of plant medicine. People, oh, it's drugs. It's not. You know, they've been using it for a thousand years on the Amazon. And this is what they do to expand their consciousness. And we all know we only use, you know, a, mil, a minuscule part of our brain. And this, this opens it up and allows you to sort of actually bypass the doubt in your human mind and get it into the subconscious where it becomes automatic. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. back, to, back to Jamie Will, his work, Seek Your Peaks, yeah. is one of his quotes. And it's, it's all about the fact that we can find this awakening um, through, through those plant medicine uh, revenue, uh, avenues or potentially through meditation and, and a bunch of other yeah. things. Well, it's, it's all mixed. It's, it's all mixed. Yeah. Like I've, I've been doing it for 10 years and it's, it's a process. So, you know, mm -hmm. the first time I did it, like, okay, what's going to happen? And then I realized you actually have to go in with an intention and you have a plan that like you're, you're, you're programming yourself and this is basically what you're doing. So you, you work with the plant medicine, you program yourself and you come out the other side and you don't have to think about it because you're programmed. That's the, that's the key part about it. People think, oh, I have to do an affirmation every day. And my, what, I, what I do here with my affirmations and with my intentions every day is they're sort of like just support where I feel a little bit, you know, okay, this is not going, let me, let me support it because we have to do the work too. You know, it doesn't just happen out of, out of nowhere. So, you know, give me the strength to find the right, you know, sort of door to go through to make this happen. That kind of stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, mate. Maybe I'll have to come with you. That sounds like a worthy trip. My flatmate just got back from Peru doing the same thing and he's, he's pretty much, he's well and truly shifted. Yeah. <laughs> Someone you love yeah. to meet as well. So mate, you're actually really tough for this next part of my podcast. And, and as we wrap it up, but I want to connect more frothers with frothers. And I was trying to think, who can I connect you with? And you've got, you've got so many gnarly <laughs> connections already. But I was actually on, the, on this like plant medicine sort of vibe. And I was thinking about someone um, who's actually from where I grew up. And he's an activist. And he spends a lot of time in the bush. So he's actually harder to, pick, to get the phone, <laughs> that phone call yeah. you talk about. Um, and his name's Jake Kassar. And I met him for the first time in February this year sitting around a campfire and he was teaching us about bush medicine and telling us essentially how he saved the rainforest and the bush from the mining companies where I live. So when he was doing that, if he hadn't have done it, I wouldn't have been able to have the upbringing I had and, and the nature and the animals and, and whatnot. And I just feel like, man, you, you guys would be such an awesome connection. And if you come out to Australia, like you just said, um, yeah. I'd love to connect you. I'd love to connect you via a, a Skype or a Zoom, but also um, to meet in person and we go out and do a couple day trek or whatever through the Aussie bush and check out plant medicines. He's got some interesting teas <laughs> as well, indigenous teas. I bet. Um, I bet. Yeah, and, and mate, I uh, like yourself. I'm loving learning from you, but I'm also learning from him as well. Super inspirational. Awesome. I'd love to meet him. It'd be great. It'd be, it'd be an honor to meet him. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. It's funny you say that about save, saving the rainforest because um, the company that um, Olivia Newton John and John, her husband, had. John Easterling, they called him Amazon John because yep. he lived in the Amazon. He worked in the Amazon for 20 years looking for jewels and gold and things until he, he had this experience where a hawk flew up and sort of nipped him on the head at the top of a mountain and it turned him into a spiritual being. And um, they actually had a company that exported herbs that were sustainably harvested and grown by the Shipibo Indians and, uh, in, in the Amazon. And with all of the exports and all the sales we made all over the world, it 10% went back to the Shipibo so they could buy their land. So for wow. the first time in history, for the first time in history, an Indian tribe in the Amazon actually owns their land right outright lawfully. So the, the logging companies can't cut it down. No one can go in, nothing. And that was, that was why that company was so powerful for me. It, it was a no brainer. It was like, I'm doing this. 
Like, yeah. oh, this is what I'm doing. This is my mission. You know, unfortunately, uh, it got bought out by this huge multinational and they basically killed it. They're doing non-sustainably harvesting. They're just, you know, knocking it out, you know, just killing it. So whatever. But they still own their, their land, which is awesome. Man, so that was like, so a huge, yeah, so it's like, so we got that parallel with him, you know, with Jake, so saving the rainforest. <laughs> yeah, man, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. And you can, and, and those projects, when they come up, you just go, doesn't matter. I've got to work on this. And that's yeah, the same exactly. vibe I have. That's amazing, yeah. mate. Um, so yeah. if people want to get in contact with you, follow you like I do, um, what's the best way to contact you? Facebook is the best way. It's Stephen Kuhn official. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Um, it's Facebook you know, Stephen Kuhn official. My website is stephen kuhncom um, You know, I'm all over. It's, it's always Stephen Kuhn or Stephen E. Kuhn. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So those are, those are the three, three big ones. My podcast just came out yesterday, actually. It started yesterday. Your episode four coming out, I think, next week or the week after. Awesome. <laughs> so looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just getting ramped up. I, as you know, I got picked up by an agency. Uh, in the states, uh, that is very big, and they're 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 trying to make me into this media personality, sort of spread my word a little bit. But it's difficult because you know you have your your values and you have the things that you believe in, and then you have this media company that's sort of very professional in a way that sometimes maybe you think, okay, that maybe isn't me, kind of thing. So it's it's a learning process as well to try to not you know get sucked into that sort of media temptation and still stay who I am, which I'm doing pretty well so far. Mate, I reckon you'll have no trouble with that because um, you obviously that you live by the authenticity vibe. So, and you're an absolute frother, mate. Thanks so much for, for being on for being on the Finding the Frothers podcast. Um, My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Froth on, brother. Froth on, yeah, mate. No, yeah, I noticed you are. Uh, you posted something the other day with frothing in in your uh, post. So I did. It's uh, it's 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 like making its way around the world. It's taken yeah. off. It's taken off. Yeah, I did. I did. Not that I invented. Did I tag you? Again. Did yeah, I yeah, tag yeah. you in that or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot, dude, and have like an awesome day. Uh, I know it's earlier there, and um, yep. yeah, stay radical. All right, man. You too. Thanks a lot, buddy. Quick one, guys, to keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK, who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You. <laughs>